Hi, I'm Brad Humphrey, and this is another podcast from The Contractor's Best Friend. We're sponsored by FordConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. Today's topic, and I think it's a great one, it's one that a lot of contractors either involved with or looking to improve upon, and that's the whole topic of drones and the job site benefits and management aspects of using drones. Well, we've got two experts here today, and we're really glad to have with us Lonnie Fritz and Jason Hurtis, both Caterpillar market professionals. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? Good. Very good. All Thanks, right. Brad. Let's get into it. Obviously, one of the main tools, and I know Lonnie, you and I talked about this just a little while ago, there's things that come through the industry from time to time that just, you know, there's a flash in the pan. This isn't one of them. Drones seem to be here to stay. For a lot of reasons, but I guess the, to start off this uh, this podcast with, as as good as uh, this business is for a lot of uh, contractors, why such a dramatic in, engagement and embracing of drones from your guys's perspective? Yeah, like you said, Brad, it is the the latest and greatest shiny object in the industry, both the uh, construction materials or sand and gravel quarry industry, as well as the construction industry, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, some of it's the cool wow factor, we have to be honest, right? Um, a, lot, a lot of people like it for... Um, just the sport of it and bringing it into industry as well. Um, very simply for pictures, a lot of photogrammetry. There's a lot of proud, a lot of pride in the industries. Um, so when I speak to customers, a lot of times they say, you know, we just want some photos of our job site. How are you using those photos? Well, it's a new way to market our business. Yeah. We have these photos out on our website right. and that goes all the way into driving efficiency, productivity, and profitability. And we can never forget the biggest S word of them all, safety. That's right. If we can take individuals off of stockpiles hmm. um, from the way they used to survey quantities all the way through the GPS era, which we're still in, and now to the drones, um, again, it's efficiency, productivity, and safety. So not to get too much in the application here in the beginning. Absolutely. We'll get into that here in a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of reasons behind the driving factor that uh, is pretty much standard issue now to industry and uh, to have a drone. Jason, you've been involved with drones almost from the beginning here for Caterpillar. What do you see? Yeah, we started looking at, at drones from helping out basically site surveys or site evaluations about five years ago. And we started with different concepts. We started with the fixed wing, obviously. Um, started with the copters. There's pros and cons to each that we can talk a little bit later. But that's really what we looked at it for was, was kind of surveying a, a particular job site without having to put people on the ground next to, you know, trucks running on the haul road. And from working with customers, it's kind of exploded. We started with, we thought everybody wanted to know stockpiles. Right. We just thought we'll fly and we'll give your, your volumetrics for stockpiles. Well, then it grew into, all right, let's profile my haul road. And then it was, <laughs> well, I bought this land over here, five acres away. Can you go survey that and tell me what it is? And then it went to, well, I have waterways I have to maintain and I can't send people up and down those waterways. Yeah. Can you fly the waterways for yeah. me? And it just keeps expanding all the time. And I think that's one of the reasons it's not a flash in the pan anymore. People are finding different things to do with it. What are some other uses? Yeah, so primarily in the construction industry, um, there's a huge advantage to topography. Right. You know, is in the quarry and aggregate space as well, but our contractors and customers today all across the world are reshaping the wonderful world that we live in. And to do that um, and to really get those accurate quantities in a quick, safe way, that's where drones is really come into play. So yeah. as they are doing the photogrammetry and taking all that data, putting it in the cloud, yeah. they're literally recording 
those various layers. So let's say we fly every Monday, you know, we work five, six day shift and we can compare those layers and get the delta or the change in yeah, right. those layers, those elevations to really drive quantities. So much easier than Love going it. out, trying to cross section a job, right. trying to take load counts. It has really tightened up the accuracy, the ways that we can manage job right. sites to see, are we hitting our budgeted quantity targets, yeah. our production targets versus yeah. our actual targets? So you can slice up the data many, many ways, yeah. but that's that's where the true value really, uh, the rubber meets the road, if you will. Yeah, a different industry in the construction though. I, I work with one of the largest roofing, commercial roofing companies in the country, maybe in the world, I guess too, mm -hmm. but they literally contract out to a firm that all they do is when they're doing uh, bids, pulling mm -hmm. bids together for, you know, uh, malls and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, large buildings, they're not sending a guy up there walking it off yeah. like we used to, right? They've using the drones to, to do all of the measuring from that standpoint. So it's definitely hitting yeah. all the industries in construction. Absolutely. I mean, look at snow removal. You know, oh, we're in the big, wonderful state of one. Illinois with snow removal. There's yeah. literally snow removal companies flying drones to get the area of parking lots so they can apply a salt application exactly. rate to determine how much salt they're going to need so they can quote the client. Another good um, application, staying with applications here a second, is uh, erosion control. Mm -hmm. We all know the EPA regulations are getting tighter for good reason. You know, control your flow of water on your job site. Don't let the runoff go to your neighbor. So there's nothing worse than having a rain with right. horrible underfoot conditions, having to, you know, tie up the boots and the hip waders and, and wander out however great a distance it is to see if your erosion control protection has failed. What if we fly a drone? I can have all that at my fingertips standing in the parking lot at my job trailer and have finite data, right. comprehensive data, and know I'm in compliance to be able to know where I may need to repair. Okay, we've talked about a lot of the, lot of the uses, and, there's, and there's, there's, every day there's probably more. Let's go back, and Jason, I think you can, you can break this down for us. There are, not all drones are the same. <laughs> no, no, they're right? not. Tell us some of the differences and, and maybe why one would want to, a contractor might want to use one versus another if, they're, if, they're, if that's the case. Yeah, first we're not talking about like the drones that you could purchase at Walmart or a, a normal big box store. Okay. I mean, they are dedicated uh, drones that have very, very good cameras for right. doing survey type work. Um, there's one manufacturer that I'm sure most, most of our listeners are familiar with and that's DJI. Right. They're the largest drone manufacturer. They are quadcopters. They're light. They're easy to. They're easy to fly. You take it out of the box. Three minutes later, you're actually in the air. Wow. All the way to fixed wings, and fixed wings are good because they're not affected by wind. The battery life is longer, which is really the drawback of drone technology now is how long you can fly. Most drones are 20 to 25 minutes. The wings, um, you can get up to 35, 40 minutes now. They can take a heavier crosswind, and they will cover hecta acres. In a, in a fixed wing flight compared to acres in a, in wow. a copter flight. Wow. Obviously the advantage of a copter is you can hover right. or focus on something. You can have it follow a haul truck. You can be over a, a pit loader in a haul truck and just kind of take video and pictures of that particular application where a fixed wing obviously has to- It's always moving. Always moving. Okay, that's what I thought the difference So was. some of your higher sur survey work or larger areas, it would be a fixed wing. Now with that, your costs obviously go up. You could pick up a DJI quadcopter, you know, all the bells and whistles for about $1,000. A fixed wing is going to run you north of 40. Wow. And it's a lot so harder to fly. you got to be pretty serious if you're going to invest in it. You, I mean, it's do. not as large as buying a $300,000 piece, $300, uh, piece of equipment, but it's still not cheap. 
No, it's not cheap. And when that $45,000 fixed wing comes out of the air, it, it hurts. When the $1,000 copter comes out of the air, it's not as painful. <laughs> so, But you have to understand what you want to do with it. And, and I know a lot of customers that we work with, we encourage, hey, start with a copter. You know, see if this is really what you want to do, if this is really going to work in your application. Because the flying part of it and the, and the planes or the copters themselves are, are kind of cool and sexy, but it's the analytics right. that make it or break it. Right. You know, how do you handle that? Do you handle that locally? Do you put it in the cloud? Do you use a third-party provider? You know, what are you really looking forward to do and to change in your operation using a drone other than the cool wow factor of, of flying your sites? Well, I'm glad you said that again because there is a wow factor, and Lon, you said that earlier. I mean, it's, it's pretty sexy to have on something, especially if your competition doesn't have some. The larger guys and gals are all, they, they've all got them in some form or fashion. They have drone teams. They have drone yeah. teams, yeah. And which brings up another point, but before we get there, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys was the fact that, okay, if, you, if you're going to purchase a drone, what's the compliance issues? I mean, there's some FAA stuff, right? Yeah, the United States were pretty pretty strict on that compared to, and Canada's following. Um, some of the other countries haven't. Before, you had to have a Section 333 FAA exemption to even fly a drone. Any? Any drone. Okay. And you had to apply to the FAA. It was expensive. It was about a six-month process. And now um, the, the FAA has passed uh, what they call Part 107. So you don't have to be a licensed pilot anymore. Before, you had actually had to have a pilot's license to fly a plane to fly a drone. Now you don't have to. You have to pass a Section 107 test that you take at an FAA testing facility. It's $150. And it covers aeronautics. It covers um, weather. It covers some drone-specific stuff on weights and payloads. But once you pass that, then you're, you're a certified um, drone pilot for three years. And then you can do it commercially. Okay. And that's the big differentiation with the FAA is okay, commercial. Okay, and I didn't know that. I knew there was a commercial license. So you can't just, quote, get into having a commercial license. There's a, there's a kind of an apprenticeship for a couple of years there? No, you, you, honestly, you can go to an airport and pay $150. You pass the test, they're going to send you your license, and you can oh, okay. go fly. As a commercial Okay, with the yep. commercial license, okay. Yeah, but you need the FAA 107 certification gotcha. to do something commercially. If you're flying, you know, with your kids in the backyard mm. and you're doing more of a recreational type thing with a drone, taking pictures that you're not selling, you don't need the 107 at this particular point. But if you fly on a commercial site like a quarry or a job site, or again, you're using that to make commercial decisions, then you yeah. need a 107 certification. Well, I know the... the, the uh uh, the image might be that only millennials are the ones going to be interested in flying it. I've flown on on a on a on a not a f commercial basis. Obviously, they're a blast. They really are a lot of fun. Yeah, they are. They really are. But you know, we've talked about the issues of millennials in some other podcasts. And again, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened, we do have a, a podcast on uh, on technology and and employee retention, which is really good. And we we do hit uh, some of the items on millennials. But why is this such a great timing for those things with the new worker coming in, the younger worker coming in? I mean, it, it can really be a strategy almost to, to retain some of these people, right? Uh, it definitely can be. I mean, my girls and most of the millennials, they've grown up with Xbox, PlayStation, Flight Simulator, right. you know, Call of Duty games, everything else. So the hand-eye coordination and, and manipulating something. It's already there. You know, they already have that down. Yeah. Where, you know, us older guys, we have trouble seeing at a certain distance and we have trouble picking, <laughs> picking things up. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. But again, right. you know, the quadcopter really after a couple hours, you can be proficient at it. A, a fixed wing 
that's a little bit more training time involved with that, depending on who you go with. So yeah, let's talk about some of the technology that we're finding that we can put on the commercial because I'm assuming we need to get into talking about okay, why would a contractor invest in an FAA license or have someone on their team that has that? And and this gets us closer into the job management, the actual job management benefits of having what can it really do for us? But but why would a, a contractor? When would they make that decision? To make the decision to go to a drone, yeah, uh, it, it will never replace traditional surveying, but it makes surveying significantly faster and safer. I mean, a, a surveyor will take, what, Lonnie, 50 points, 100 points maybe? A drone's mm. taken 100 or 700 times that many points. In less time usually too, In right? In a 30-minute yeah. flight, you <laughs> can cover hecta-acres, like I mentioned, compared to, you know, an acre in a day. So you can survey things faster. You can, your accuracy is better, especially if you use ground control points. You can do it multiple times. You mm -hmm. can fly in the morning, fly in the afternoon. You can fly when the crusher starts up. You can fly at the end of the day when the crusher stops, get all your stockpile volumes. You can fly your face before a blast, after a blast, do your volumetrics, figure out how much you laid down wow. without having to put people there, without having to put stakes in the ground, et cetera. So... It really, when it comes to the accuracy, you get the accuracy. And if you need the millimeter accuracy, you can simply get the area, apply a site survey using UTS to it, and have your millimeter accuracy. If you're just in earth moving where, you know, it's plus or minus five hundredths, let's say, to a tenth, your accuracy actually goes up. Not so much the vertical. You're right. still close enough there. But it's the horizontal accuracy. Because like Jason mentioned, you're taking so many points with all that photogrammetry. So what I like to compare it to, Brad, is the fact of think about traditional grade checking. Right. You know, if, oh, yeah. if I was nice enough, we had the budget, you know, I would tighten up my stakes and my paddles. That's right. You know, 25 foot on a radius, 50 feet, you can get up to 100 feet. Right the operators and, and the staff, the, the actual crews had to be able to carry f that 100 feet, let's say from one station to the next. In machine control, not to get into that, it's what? It's every millimeter they have information. It's the same with the drone. Yeah, it's incredible. The entire surface yeah. is being recorded. So the accuracy too. is higher. The safer is quicker. <laughs> and the other thing to touch on too is the efficiency of the data. Yeah. Not only is the data richer, but the other part of it is, is how quickly we can get the data. Mm -hmm. It's not a two-day survey and then crunching numbers in a computer, which hopefully you have a spreadsheet to do. It's fly for 15, 20, 30 minutes in the morning, like Jason just mentioned, data on the desk in the afternoon. We have a customer that the greatest value and benefit they're seeing from in their stockpile management is just that. I request a flight in the morning and I have data before the gentleman leaves at 3.30 in the yeah. afternoon. So very, very almost powerful. just in time. Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff, right. Almost. Yep. And I mean, the, the next steps and stuff, I'm sure, will become machine guidance. I well, mean, a, a drone mm -hmm. will fly and And even the batteries are, is going to, I mean, we're improving yeah. battery life all the time, and right? They all have, kinds I mean, of even in the current product lines, my very first drone, 15 minutes, you better be looking, you better be looking <laughs> better for a place to land yeah. pretty quick, right. depending on your wind conditions. And now the drone is newer, it's smaller, it flies faster, and I'm up to 30 minutes. We have uh, our fixed wing is. 45 minutes in the air, and it can fly in a 30-mile-an-hour crosswind wow. for that length of time. No kidding. I mean, it's just incredible. We're not military-grade, you know, where right. you can right. send, yeah, we're not send shooting a drone we're not. For, for days or <laughs> anything. missiles but, or anything. Right. You know, that's definitely progressing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the easiest thing for contractors is the barrier to entry is low. 
$150 FAA test and $1,000, and you can start surveying. That's pretty inexpensive to get into. It is very inexpensive. Well, I hate to stop the fun right now. We're going to have to stop, and uh, let's do a part two for our podcast. This is just such a great topic. Before we leave, I do want to thank uh, Caterpillar and Four Construction Pros. Uh, who have been our gracious sponsors on this podcast. And uh, so certainly check out more information about both of those organizations and uh, put the items that you've heard today in our podcast, put them to use. Best of luck to you. Until next time, this is Brad Humphrey.